0: from uh, Oceania, so that's Micronesia, Polynesia and Melanesia. Welcome to the Far Q podcast where we invite guests um, to talk about various access to equities within the context of Aotearoa um, and their lived experience in an effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. What's our season one question, Kelsey?
1: It is, what does equity and support look like for various communities coexisting within one society?
0: Mm, And Mm. today, we've actually done a really good job of not assuming and claiming um, titles over our guests, so we're going to carry on in that fashion. Mm -hmm. So finish the sentence. I am... Me. (laughs) Nice. Great start.
2: (laughs) Would you like my name? Yes. Um, kia ora. Uh, ko Patricia Gleeson. Mm-hmm.
0: And your pronouns? I am she. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Nice. All
0: right. So tell us in terms of um, how are you? How are you today?
2: Today I'm feeling pretty good. It's a beautiful day outside. I um, live in the beautiful seaside town of Whainoroa, Raglan. <sighs> And yeah, I started my day with a run on the beach with the dog. Um, well, after some coffee in bed, and yeah, it was a beautiful Saturday, just
1: hanging out. Sounds so lovely. Apart from the run,
2: little bit of a bummer coming into Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you got to see us <laughs> for you too. Anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay. Love you. All right, mm-hmm. and then so. Tell us the different communities within or community that you either belong to, used to belong to, still belong to, and time's not a hindrance.
2: See, I knew you were going to ask me this question and I've been struggling with it all week trying to think about what I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to start with the most recent community that I have felt a part of. Mm. Um, And really, I should say it's one of the few communities I've ever felt a part of. And that's actually my neighborhood.
0: Mm. Um, so
2: I live on a no exit road and during lockdown, there are, there are a couple batches, but the last sort of four or five houses, so three couples and myself, um, yeah, just became really close and really tight during lockdown with weekly gatherings out on the verge and we've carried that on, um, you know, since then. So we get together at least once a month for a potluck dinner for whatever, um, yeah, just hang out. Um, really look out for each other you know i it's it's been lovely for me because my family is all overseas mm. um and i am single and in, in Aotearoa alone me and the dog and the cat and the chickens um so it's just been great to have kind of a little surrogate family and mm. and my immediate next door neighbors um yeah and and takes that role quite seriously and tells everyone that she is my surrogate mother and you know <coughs> they need to watch out mm-hmm. I, I recently started dating someone and and she said bring him over we need to vet him Um, (laughs) and boy have they (laughs) but that's the role she's playing so um, you know that sense of community has been really really lovely we are a very diverse group of seven people Mm. Um, we've got pastors we've got atheists and we've got everything in between among the group and we can sit and talk and have a quote about everything really respectfully and um, yeah it's been really cool and I love spending time with them and every time we get together, something different happens. The last dinner we had two weeks ago, it turned into like um, I almost said the name of my road, but we you know it, it turned into like to the road musical ensemble because we've got Aww. two music teachers in the mix, and so she came oh. downstairs with all of these you know instruments and things, and we all just sat around playing instruments and singing, and yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: That's so cool. Uh
0: away well, the over there. <laughs> no, because I just feel like it, it. It changes the whole. Well, it changes my perspective on what neighborhoods are because, coming from the islands, that's like mm. that's the fundamental. Yeah. Like that's, that's 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 a given. Yeah. And then coming from there to here, mm. I've never experienced that personally in New Zealand. So to hear that that happened during COVID, which is such a like complexity. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon um, is the recipe to that, or what are some of the ingredients that uh, that assist with that apart from COVID?
2: I think we're all just pretty cool people. Hey, um, come on, claim that, <laughs> claim, claim that, claim that. No, I mean, in our own way, we are, we are a. Um, on the surface, we are all Pakeha looking people, but deep down, um, different nationalities, different mixes, different ethnicities thrown in there, very different views on life and what's important in life, mm. but fundamentally that sense of. Response, personal responsibility about what we do and, and the mm-hmm. impact that we have mm-hmm. in our short time on this planet is a common thread among us and I think that really helped um what I started to appreciate a couple weeks into lockdown was that I realized as the only single person among the group they were all making sure that someone was checking in on me every day to make sure that somebody had at least seen me and waved to me and that I was okay
1: that's beautiful yeah <laughs> how did that make you feel
2: awesome yeah absolutely
1: like yeah I, I sometimes
2: um laugh and and internally have a little bit of a struggle because um one dinner a couple months ago um, there had been a little bit of alcoholic beverage consumed by that point <laughs> in the <laughs> evening Um, you know I had two two of the moms sort of like oh you need to just just text me every day in case something happens because they know mm. I do a lot of landscaping and DIY at my place and they want to make sure I'm okay I was like i'm a grown adult and i'm single for a reason and i don't need a mother checking in on me every day i appreciate that monday through friday if one of my co-workers does not hear from me within two days like the, the you know the bells will be raised um but i like i appreciated that mm. and so she's she's my immediate next neighbor has joked around with me and she says i do keep an eye on your curtains That they're opening closing every day i was like okay stalker but cool (laughs) because it does it gives me a real sense of of um unity and security that there are people around me that actually care Mm. and that's just incredible in this day and age to have that from your neighbors
0: Mm. i'm still at like i can't believe that that's such a like i guess you have you experienced anything like that with any other of your neighbors in the past
2: um growing up, but I mean, you know, that was 40 years ago, mm. um, and very different time and very different place. Um, I think uh, I've been a little bit of a nomad and, and have moved around the world and lived different continents, different countries. And so it's been hard to develop some of those relationships. Um, one of the, uh, I, I lived over in Rotorua for a few years and, and we joke around and call it the commune, um, cause <laughs> it was a lifestyle block with a couple of houses on mm. it. And so that the people that I lived with there, um, not at all hippies, but very much had that communal way of living and feeling and, and all of us would have different friends come and stay and everyone was always welcome. Mm. Um, I have not lived with them in over 10 years and some of us, you know, we all live in different places now, but we are all we all connect still as a fano as a and as a family mm. from that those couple of years living together, which is cool.
0: So how important is connection for you then?
2: Oh, Joseph. here we go here we go um it is it's important and i probably if i'm honest and own it don't have enough Mm. in my life i um i think that the nomadic lifestyle is both a a literal and a metaphoric thing of you know because i've moved around um it's that little bit of self protection Mm. of not getting Mm. too close and forming connections. And then you leave and have to go through all that sadness and of departure and whatnot. Um, I don't really have any excuse for it now, but (laughs) those behaviors are a little bit ingrained. And, um, you know, one of my personal strengths is informing connections. Mm. You know, if you've ever done the Gallup stuff, woo is one of mine that's winning others over. Um, You know, and and other strengths profiles. I do that just because of the type of job that I do. Um, so I know a lot about myself, a lot of self-awareness and it is, and I am curious mm. about people and I am an extrovert. So that's where I get my energy. You know, I am one of those people that I walk into a room of people that I don't know and I get excited. <laughs> oh, who are these people? I can't wait to meet them, but I will meet them and then I will move on. Mm. Um, and that's my own doing. So it's, you know, I'm, I am probably quite careful as to, um, who I let my guard down with. And that is. A
0: double-edged sword, I think. 100%. Um, talking about extrovertedness, um, <laughs> Kelsey, how do you feel about a room full of empty <laughs> people you don't know?
1: I want to run away. She, she just stands behind me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> I just, like, attach myself to someone that I know. I'm like, hi, friend. I'm just going to be right here with you. You don't have to talk to me. It's fine. Just, like, be with me. That's That's cool. I'm okay with that. Um, but if no one else is there that I know, then I'll just leave.
0: Mm.
1: It terrifies me. That just boggles my
0: mind. <laughs> so, do you see, like, where I come how from? Like, are
1: you two friends?
0: <laughs> that's literally everyone's question. Yeah. like, why, how are you two? And I'm like, look, upsets attract.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, like, if, if Joseph and I are hanging out and we go into a room of strangers, I'll just like, yeah. I'll
2: just be with Joe. Well that's it, because Joe and I know that. Like we're we're you know, he's my brother from another mother on the other side of the planet. Legit. (laughs)
0: Legit. I I I I don't know if you know this, but um you're a massive mirror for me. Like
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you look good when you look in the mirror.
0: (laughs) That's like this five ten brunette. (laughs) Size ten This body, this these eyebrows, this face everything okay but no so I like I, I it was weird because I didn't know what mirrors were when I met you and I didn't know what empathic powers were when I met you but in the journey since I've met you I'm like oh my gosh this woman exposing me she knows me <laughs> and I'm like no no she will need to sign, sign an NDA ASAP mm-hmm. because she knows too much <laughs> and I don't know how she knows that <laughs> but actually I, like, I feel like you. I'm yeah. <laughs> And see, that's one of those things where I'm like, it's really great to be seen yep. Yep. and super scary.
2: Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So,
0: I, yeah. So, yeah. so, so how, how? tell me what is what What makes your powers your powers? Because I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful to me, but at the same time, super scary. Yeah. But you also support as well like so it's like you, you don't just mirror you mirror mm-hmm. and support mm-hmm. which is a different vibe I'm letting you know that I've seen mirrors out there and they just mirror and they leave me to deal with it and you actually support which is like I'm like um yeah the last time I felt this type of love was like from my own family which you are a part of but they they give me the like the the arguments the critique and the follow-up and I'm like is that, is, that us, is that too hard to ask from society?
2: You know that Afi is the really important part of it, of why be the mirror if you're not going to be there to to walk with them mm. through what they need to go through. <laughs> oh, Don't cry now, Joseph. A tissue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're right. And, and then, so, wait, so I guess, have you learned that that was your super, or that was one of your superpowers, or how did that come out for you?
2: I, I'm not comfortable with the superpower thing mm-hmm. um, because if that truly were a superpower, then I'd be really good at doing it for myself, and I suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really good at, at doing it with other people, mm. um, but when you know the the tables are turned and it and it's me, I'm you know I'm twice as old as you, and I still go through that on a daily basis. Of it's wonderful to be seen, and it's amazing, and it feels so liberating and vindicating of who I am as a person but it scares the crap out of me at the same time Mm. so um I for certain types of people and I think you and I are both that type I don't know what that type actually means or (laughs) is um but that is a scary thing because that that being seen opens you up for rejection
0: Mm.
2: and and that's a scary place to go yeah that vulnerability of okay if they see me are they still gonna like me (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that can that can translate into lots of different kind of different contexts as well. Um, like I know within the queer community, it's like once you do finally accept yourself for yourself, then that's an acceptance process that you have to go through as a person. Yep. And then also when you start telling people, not that you shouldn't have to tell anybody, but once you start telling people you're really opening yourself up for vulnerability and the opportunity for someone to say, no, mm-hmm. I don't accept you for that. Even though you were like that the whole time and they just weren't aware, like that new yep. information apparently changes their whole perception of you. Yeah. And I think that can be in the queer community, it can be with mental illness, it can be with so many... I'm
0: so no- glad you said mental illness because yeah. in my head I feel like yeah. that's one of <laughs> those big, like stigma in general is yep. is heavy mm. when, when people are ignorant about that that yep. issue. Yeah. And to me, I feel like everyone's always on a, on a, oh, I don't know. So I actually don't know how to support.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not willing to try.
2: Yeah. It, and it, it's also recognizing it. So um, I'm, I'm shooting daggers at Joseph at the Go moment then. because he knows that there's been a <laughs> an incident in my life that I've been toying. Do I share this? Do I not? And how do I share it if I do? Um, you know, but I, I after the split of a long term relationship last year, I, I struggled with some. My own mental well-being for a while, and um, I I found myself needing to be around people that I had let my guard down with because they I didn't have to say anything. Mm. They could see me on days that I needed support and help, and they could see me on days where I was okay. And um, I just felt them near me, and that's what I needed, you know. But I needed to do that and made some changes in my work environment and where I sat, and you know, sitting with. People that weren't necessarily my direct team, but that knew me because I needed that safety and that security blanket around me. Mm. Because, of course, I wasn't going to ask for help and say I needed it because I'm really good at putting these barriers up. Um, you know, and that's when I talked earlier about that double edged sword. You know, it was mm. one of those times where that came back to bite me of people didn't see it and didn't see the struggle I was going through internally because I'm so good at masking it. Mm. Um, and i needed to get to a point to own that and realize god i'm just making myself worse and i'm not doing myself any favors by pretending i'm okay when i'm not
0: so did you jump in f- like from that how, like w- <laughs> how did you how did you decide to be like okay i'm gonna start being vulnerable
2: I don't know that it was a conscious decision. I think it just happened because I couldn't keep my SHIT together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, it's fine. anymore, you know? Um, when when you're trying to adult, <laughs> you know, and, and balance home life and work life and friendships and all these other stuff that you're involved in, yeah, at at a point, if you are struggling with your mental being, something falls apart and, and something just, you know, um, and I kind of reached that point where... Um, I just had to trust that, you know, these, these couple of people that, um, I had kind of reached out to were there for me and, and they proved that they were on Mm. a daily basis, which was awesome. And they gave Mm. me what I needed when I needed it and never inserted themselves in my life or in my process without my permission and my, yeah, my consent of, yes, Mm. please come for a walk with me right now because I need to get the heck out of here. I'm not okay at this moment. (laughs) You know, and and one of them, um, this was a coworker, and and, um, she knows through the nature of the work that I do that I'm very familiar with our staff benefits and that we've Mm. got an employee assistance program and all of this. Um, And I have used that in the past, and it was just, you know, I was out of space, and there was one day she just walked over to me and she had put something on my desk and had her hand over it, and she said, Now... I know you're completely aware of this and I, I'm i just going to leave something on your desk and you do with it whatever you need to do. And she just slid me an EAP card and she walked away, you know, but it, that was for me a, a beautiful moment because I'm like, here's this person that I don't know that well, mm. but sees me every day. Mm. And today she sees I'm not okay. And she just wanted to reach out and say, I see you and I see how you are right now. And if you don't want me, here's something else that you could do instead. And that was just beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uplifting.
0: Stop. I but think really. though, like,
1: that that's a really beautiful thing to be able to do for someone because it doesn't—it's recognizing that they are not okay. But it's not trying to be that like savior person yep. that I think a lot of people try to be, and it's not what it, like it's actually not helpful and it's self serving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, the fact that that she could see that and recognize it and then also have the self awareness that actually this is yep. this is not my place, but still be supportive, in in another way I think is mm. actually like, I don't see that happen very often. Yeah.
2: And that's and and certainly there are. There Role that I have, I see that in a lot of um, staff in my organization. Yeah, they've got best of intentions, but mm. they're stepping over professional boundaries left, mm. right, and center, mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing. But it is so dangerous, and they're putting themselves in a position of causing more harm. Mm. Yeah,
0: for short-term gain, right? Yeah, mm.
1: for self-satisfaction rather oh. than for actually supporting and helping that person. Sometimes, not mm. always.
0: Mm. And do you so. I guess what I'm hearing is that. <clears throat> And correct me if I'm wrong or if my thought process is is not um on the same level as yours. But I'm hearing that for strong people, we don't know how to recognize that they're human still. Like, you know, like if, if you've all if people have in your team rely on you to be the strength, to be to be this 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 person, and then when you're not that person but can still keep up, it's like people don't know how to deal with that. And is that like in your perspective, is that your acting skills or is that a lack of support for strength or that's, a mixture of both? That's a
2: really interesting question. And I think it's probably, to be fair, a mixture of both. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I need to own my part in that of people not necessarily seeing me because I, I didn't allow, I tried my best to not allow them to see it.
0: Um, Wait, can you just pause there for a second? Because I feel like that's massive mm. to, uh, to, to admit. And I feel like for me, it takes me ages before I admit that I like I, I added to that problem.
2: Yeah. Oh, it took me months to, you know, to get over my whole self-pity and woe is me. And like they don't see me and they don't care about me. And so I'm just gonna leave and they all suck. Um, you know, to, to reach that point. <laughs> oh, of thank like... Goodness, I'm like, you're so complicated. I'm like
0: I don't do that well.
2: <laughs> um well you know, I do a lot of coaching and so I just had to turn Turn those strengths and those skills around, and and kind of you know work myself through a process that I would have done with, you know, um, somebody else, and and hold myself accountable for mm-hmm. my contribution mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the situation that I created. Mm-hmm. And um, I I one thousand percent believe if I had spoken out and said anything to any member of that team, they would have been there a million percent to mm-hmm. support me mm-hmm. and and help me with whatever I needed. But I kept my shit to myself. Mm-hmm. To my own detriment. Go me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and do you Ooh, reckon-
2: independent woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but do you reckon there's an element of like, you know, holding face to that? Like, you know, you don't you don't want to mm, share yeah. because you're trying to hold yeah. face. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's it's maintaining that professionalism, you know. I, I yeah of mm-hmm. of this is who I am, and I am together. And you know, my job is actually in supporting all of you people, and I can. I do don't that. need support. I don't need <laughs> well, but it's that irony of for anybody else, I would be the first one there, reach out for help. What can we do for you? What do mm. you need? How do we get you the support? You know, like it's it's a, and I'd be trying to work with people around you know, Kelsey, how are you doing and what have you done for yourself? And and trying to work with anybody around recognizing what they're going through and that it's okay to be vulnerable and to need help and get support. Um, yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I felt that one. Yeah. <laughs> like I said earlier, one. it's so much easier when it's out there and it's somebody else. It's very hard to deal with your own stuff and acknowledge your own... Um,
1: shortcomings what was kind of the turning point for you where you could start to recognize that you had contributed to the situation because i think that Mm. realization is really hard to come by for a lot of people um i mean like i said i mean i've done a lot of education
2: and training in coaching and mentoring Mm. so so you know the theory was there a lot of the the practical skills Mm -hmm. were there um, not necessarily a good idea to try to only work with yourself through something, but that's essentially what I did because it was where I felt comfortable, mm-hmm. but I was only able to reach that point when, um, there are probably two contributing factors of, of one, um, a teammate who'd been off on parental leave came back. So my work burden kind of lightened mm-hmm. a bit, um, which was huge for me, um, but it was also a little bit of an epiphany in the, the personal stuff that I was going through of uh, I was stressing a lot about things that I had no control over. Mm-hmm. So it was that moment of, mm-hmm. duh, okay, worst case scenario. Let's plan for that. Let's put things in place of if this is what happens, you know, and it was financial stuff and whatever. And like, mm-hmm. okay, worst case, this is, you know, you go to the bank, you have the conversation. Yep, I can get a bigger mortgage. I can do all this stuff. And once I did that, Oof, I was 10 steps down the road to recovery because the worry was gone and it was pointless, stupid. There's nothing you can do about it worry of when when it's outside of your control, Yeah, you know? And that, I, it just cracks me up because that's what one of the main things I talk to people and I work with people around is around their sphere of influence and you can only control what you can control and what you are in charge of. And, you know, this other stuff isn't worth worrying about because you can't control that. Where is that mirror when I needed it? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Calm
0: oh, Right, right. <laughs> Those ones. Um, control then. Oh, Speak to us about control. I need to go now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I feel like that's something that, because um, I, 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 the first time I uttered the words a stress as a, a, a decision. Yes. That, Ooh, that was profound. Yeah. Like I, I actually had to learn that by saying that out loud. Yeah and I've i feel like i've
1: never heard that before
0: stress is a choice
1: yeah
0: there's a recipe and ingredients that add to that that choice that decision and people choose like Please take this in with with a grain of salt, and I don't care. Well, actually, I do care about which situation you're in, but I don't want you to take it out of context because this is within context to my experiences and my worldview. Um, but from my lived experience, stress is a choice because these these ingredients and these recipes that you take up to that point where it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be stressed about this scenario, and I feel like that that analogy coexists with or, or really connects with control.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, one of the jobs that I have had in the past, I mean, I sat there and I had a little bulletin board over my computer and I had, you know, one of, one of those little sheets of paper with some mantras on there. And one of them that I had highlighted that because of the nature of the team environment I was working in, I would take a lot of deep breaths and just say it over and over and over to myself every single day for several years. And it was a, you control your reaction to any situation. You're you're in charge, you know? And so something happens, but that's. thing that happened your next your response to that you Mm. are 100 percent in control of and yeah you can choose to be oh my god i'm so stressed and this is worrying or or like okay that wasn't expected that's maybe not an ideal thing that i wanted to happen but what can i do about that now you know what's next how else might i um, Hmm. respond to this
0: and i think we normalize being stressed or they're like oh you're, you're, you're just stressed mm. and it's yeah. like we're so comfortable in being like and normalising conversations around stress where it's like we don't actually understand that that's a choice yeah. and that's from my experience I'm like I didn't understand that it was a choice I always thought that oh all of the it's all of these people's things fault and then at the end of the day I'm I'm like the equals equals me being stressed instead of me being a part of the equation
1: and I think that also goes hand in hand with the like being busy thing mm. I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I was like, actually, poor time management skills there, mate. Um, also, don't what's make important, me feel What's so, urgent. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, is, who
2: is this important and urgent for, me or yeah. you?
1: And you agreed to take on that project yeah. and that project and have a full-time job as and well. And didn't you know? say no to this thing when you said yeah. yes to that Yeah, yeah.
2: And those uh, yeah. are skills around, you know, ownership and control and being able to be your own advocate of... You know, if your boss comes to you and, oh, here's this other thing, this happens to me quite regularly, but my boss is fully comfortable and expecting that I will then say, cool, if this is the top priority, then how about this other thing that last week was my priority? What do you want me to do about that? Mm, mm. And, you know, Mm. have that conversation of they can't both be urgent and be done at the same time. Right. Make your choice, happy to do whichever one you want.
1: And you can turn that on yourself as well. Yep. And be like. Yeah, I really need to eat today, so <laughs> maybe I'll cook now, but cook enough that I don't have to cook again later, and then I can go do this other thing and just yep. take the guy with me. Hey. But I also think a lot of that turns, <laughs> you know, you, you need okay.
2: to turn uh, turn internally again and actually understand who you are as a person, what your values are, mm. you know, and I, I've done that work. Um, so I Wait, know, is that, is that
0: like, <laughs> are you saying that you already done that work or is that a continuous?
2: Oh, it's a continuous thing. But, but fundamentally my, my core personal value, it aligns with the strength is personal responsibility. Mm. You know, I spent almost mm. 20 years in the biodiversity conservation field. I'm an environmentalist, I'm a little bit of a sellout now because I have a 45 kilometer commute twerk <laughs> driving a car. Um, you know, but it's, it's thinking about My role as a human being on this planet Mm. and what am I contributing? What am I, um, exposing? What am I taking away without giving back to? And, and that translates to every element of my life because that's who I am and that's what's important to me. Mm. But I had to get to the point to learn that about myself, to be able to cut other people some slack who don't share that value and that strength.
0: Honestly, that's where I'm at right now. I don't know how to cut people slack. For that, and I know, like it's it's weird because I know the recipe and to why I need to cut them slack, and at the same time, I let myself down by by choosing the low hanging fruit of judging. <laughs> See
2: again, choice.
0: Mm, that that is a choice. Head. That I was a choice. I could learn something
2: from this, or I could just go into judgmental mode.
0: <laughs> low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I definitely have just clicked onto that right now. What is or well, describe your why to us or your purpose? and do you, have you discovered that? Are you in the process of discovering your why and your purpose? Because I feel like you talked about um, just that we have a short time on earth and mm. and then your your community with the neighborhood, they also have this like a similar or to, to mm. that. So I guess what is your, your your purpose and why for being in this short amount of time on earth? And have you discovered that or are you in that space
2: boy this is a light Saturday afternoon <laughs> Saturday. Mm.
0: we're just <laughs> in the ocean just on the deep end
2: <laughs> good thing I know how to swim yes um yes I think that's been I for me that's the whole point of my life is figuring that and, and contributing and trying you know sounds cliche because a lot of people, Put it out there, but it is. It's it's doing what I can in the time, however long that is, um, to make a difference and to make the world a better place mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, when I left um, the environmental field and I came into education, um, you know, and I made a swap within education, and it's really all about how can I try to contribute and make people's lives better, easier empower them with knowledge skills whatever so that they can impact learners and you know it's it's where is that domino effect and how can i be one of those dominoes that helps contribute to something bigger down the road
0: Mm.
1: well you've definitely been a domino for me
0: go there tell us
1: they're like the thing that always sticks in my mind and the thing that i always think of when i think of you like the phrase that you've taught me <laughs> that, like, hey, comes my out words the come most back to bite me. <laughs> is um intention versus impact?
0: Stop, because you, has... uh, you, bitch you knew that that was my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I say no. that a lot <laughs> because no. no, but like yeah. it actually changes the way that I interact. Not only like at mahi, but like in relate in like friendships and relationships and like all these different spaces and places in my life. I'm like, okay, if I say this, my intention is this. But understanding this person, the impact it might have on that person is really different and may not align with my intention. Mm. So maybe I need to change the way that I'm going to try and deliver that message to a way that will have less or like a, a, my desired impact mm-hmm. on that person yeah. rather than just leaving it up to like, oh, but that was my intention. Mm. Too bad if it doesn't land for you. <laughs> That's in, in a um – Conversation
2: that I that I had with with Kelsey and some others when when I used that phrase and several people that were part of that have thrown those words back at me at one mm. point or, or another, which is fun, like fun, and I love that. Um, um sorry, I just forgot where I was going to go with that <laughs> for a second. I'm
1: like, what
2: was I? there? Was there was wisdom to come out of there somewhere? Um, yeah, don't know, lost it, lost oh, my train of thought. It's
0: coming, it's coming, but it'll come back colleagues throwing them back at you that intentions were impact yeah, I
2: shouldn't have made a snarky joke in yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that's your problem the choices that's that's bloody the choices. sarcasm will get you every time
0: no yeah but I think for me as well um, that made me realize that I was a part of the the problem mm. Mm. Like I think I've never like, – I don't know if this is maybe the society that I, I grew up in and, and the privileges that I have of uh, being a male and um, doing all of these other things and the way that my, my community supported me, I never thought of myself as the problem, which is actually the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think for so long – I was so conditioned at just being like people were praising me for being for being the best me that I could be, and I was like, oh, I'm not the problem, I'm the solution. And making, I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a rude awakening. <laughs> that
0: eh? was, and it still is. And yeah. and I feel like that's where I'm kind of jumping into your space of being like, has has your opinion on intention versus impact changed over the years? Has it evolved? Has it got? Have you kind of pushed it in the deep end? So, what does intention versus impact mean to you in 2020?
2: Um, yes, it's evolved over time because, you know, I was mm. where Kelsey was at one point in time when the first time I read that or somebody said it to me or called me out and kind of like, yeah, that actually would be awesome to never have to say, oh, that's not what I meant. Mm. <laughs> no. like, how beautiful would that be to live the rest of my life mm. without having to say those words?
0: Low hanging fruit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and you know, for me, I I really appreciate the the corridor that, that you have with me, Joe and Kelsey, both of you. And um, you know, I am constantly trying to knock myself off of this pedestal. I think you've put me
0: on because I don't no, belong you on dear. one. You're here for us. You don't even know you're for
2: all of us. It is a it's a constant journey. And you know, you as soon as you learn something and you think, yeah, I got this, like something happened, mm. you're like, oh crap, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to me that's the beauty of life and and you just keep learning and as long as you're open to that growth and the development and you know there are things that i see now that to me are really clear that you know there i did not see 5 years ago 10 years ago um 2 years ago even and so it's about being open to changing your perspectives mm-hmm. and ways of of seeing things ways of thinking
0: i'm just going to be really frank right now with you i think the reason why i put you on a pedestal still is because you're not fucking boring <laughs> And you're not fucking fake. Fair point. With me. Like yeah. I've never I've never felt like you've looked at me as someone who needs help or someone who you're just like <laughs> kind of like a mirror. It, it's exposing as fuck. And I'm like, Shit. <laughs> I can't go anywhere and my my, my 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 usual antics that I can distract people with <laughs> does not work on her and I'm pissed off. I'm like, fuck, now I have to be authentic. <laughs> like, but in saying that, I think it's so different to speak to an adult that actually has an ear and a kindness and a heart to actually give back. Cause mm. I feel like some adults learn that and then just keep on moving forward. And in my head, I'm like this intergenerational succession of your learned lessons is nowhere to be found because we're just kind of struggling. And I'm like, look, if we're turning to, to Instagram memes and Facebook mm-hmm. posts for like moral support, I'm um, <laughs>
1: And it's also, like, more than just, like, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. It'll be a better day tomorrow. I'm like, fuck off with that bullshit. Like, (laughs) if I I wanted some of that, like, stupid surface-level advice, I'd go to Instagram or Pinterest or, like, surface-level bullshit.
0: But we, we 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 love Instagram, but it just has content. Like I feel like Instagram is about con like was missing context. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've got the content, it's just missing the context. And I'm yeah. like, everyone's just kind of using it to the advantage of being like, oh, I'm in this season. This this quote really matters to me. And I'm like, I don't know the context to it, so I've tried not to judge based because I've uh, trust me when I say I've found myself judging my friends, being like, <laughs> oh, why are you posting this up when yeah. you? <laughs> And I'm like, mm. why am I investing time in that? Why do I think my important opinion of not knowing the context either and why they posted it? But I have the absolute authority to be like, oh my gosh! That
1: authority, by the way. Yeah. But, but to be fair,
2: you've also made the decision to engage in Instagram and social media. Mm.
0: Stop and go there. <laughs> Wait! Congratulations, you right
2: <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm gonna to commit to how many hours a day of a time suck for no purpose, mm. no greater good. Sorry.
0: No, that don't be sorry about There's that. There's
2: my judgmentalness coming out. <laughs> like, go live your life mm. off the phone, go talk to people. Mm-hmm. So last year when you went off social media, I was very proud of you, which sounds condescending, but it was awesome because I actually got to see you a lot more because you were out living.
0: Mm. Mm. You'll find me next to trees nowadays. <laughs>
1: like legit like hugging a tree my kind of boy
0: i'm like um can i just morph um one of my friends was like can can i just be buried in dirt for for the next six months and i'm like i would actually love that (laughs) i don't know how that would look like or what that actually means and i don't know if you're meaning metaphorically or not but i feel like i would join you in that and that literally was like in a way i'm like now whenever i'm being critical i'm like is that escapism Am I trying to? And then you know, you know the patterns of 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 (laughs) reflecting, being like, what am I trying to escape from? Am Mm. I running from something? Do I want feeling
2: right now? (laughs) What's behind this?
0: And yeah, I think the paralysis for analysis. I'm I'm best friends with 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 that now. Like, well, sometimes it's a choice, but sometimes I'm like, I'm too critical until uh, and and it gets to a point where I'm like, there's no reason why I'm being critical about this.
2: It's it's about finding that comfort zone to to be yourself and be comfortable with being yourself and actually for me it's around surrounding myself with people who who aren't just a mirror in front of me they actually push me into a house Mm. of mirrors Mm. um because we've all got blind spots you know and the people that you do let your guard down with will see those blind spots and educate you about what they are (laughs) in a loving and supportive way and you need that because Mm. you know we all we've all got them and and um you know those spots are we are blind to them and they're perfectly obvious to, to those around us that know us mm. and so you know when you say oh you're my mirror i'm like no actually i'm the mirror behind you <laughs> like the one's off on the side letting you see the whole thing mm. not just the the one that's in front showing
0: you the pretty face mm. beautiful because that that links in with the, um that links in with the focado um that we had from uh uh michael about um just mm. witnessing mm-hmm. different perspectives. And I feel like you're, you're so on point there. The, pers- the our blind spots and perspectives.
2: Well, and that's, it's, you know, getting back to that whole willingness to, to grow and see things from another point of view. It's recognizing that how we think and how we respond is based on our lived experience. And everybody's mm-hmm. lived experience is different. And so it's going to give them a different point of view. And we've got to be open to exploring that and understanding that. Mm. It doesn't how make do you- it right or wrong. It's just different. How do
1: you think we can support people to move out of their own perspective?
0: What? What? How did you do it? Yeah,
1: because I think it's really easy to say, "Oh, but like walk in somebody else's shoes," blah, blah blah blah. But like, if people don't actually know how to do that, how like other than through media, I guess, like through film or whatever. Do you have You're any idea? looking at me, so
2: often, I'm like, "This is what should I charge for?" It? <laughs> 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 no, not therapy. Um, uh, um I think my approach just tends to be out of curiosity. Mm. Um and and if you're able to demonstrate your curiosity For understanding someone else's how they see things and, you know, by engaging in active listening and questioning around that. Tell me more. So what is it that makes you think that way? When on the inside, so many flags and bells and things might be going off like, oh, my God, how am I even friends with this person? I did not ever know this about them. Mm. Um, You know, you've got to learn to just quiet that within yourself to really honestly and openly engage with somebody else to understand them. And sometimes that just feeling validated that I have this opinion mm. um, helps move the dialogue forward and enables them to actually engage then with you about how you see things a little bit different. Mm. You know, my, when I was talking earlier about my, my neighbors, um, you know, there was one dinner that we had that we went very far down the religion and God root and like I say, I mean, among the group of seven, we have a pastor and we have an atheist and we have everything in between. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, there was a very long based on one question <laughs> to to the to the gentleman pastor around because um, he was not always a Christian and he did not start out that way. And so it was, mm. you know, a, a genuine question um from our host of, you know, what made you make the switch? Like, how did yeah. you become a Christian? And <laughs> Whoa, like just the can of worms at that. But having the respect of the room that we listened to him and we gave him that yeah. space, um, he was then able to engage in a conversation around evolution where previously he hadn't been open to that. And so, you know, um, it's a it's a it's around that psychological safety of sharing. And, mm. you know, that's that comes from the the and the relationship that you build with people. Mm. So, to feel safe to speak my truth yeah regardless of whether you're going to agree with me or not
0: Mm. i feel like i'm always and i don't i'm i'm just i don't know if you've said this out in public but i'm a slut (laughs) for a good good story like i'm a slut for a good like deep conversation (laughs) and i'm just like in my head i'm like oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah, and then when we're trying to build fucka fananga tanga, I feel like there's people where you could just go there with without mm, like, and yeah. it's like in my head, I'm like, totally agree. Um, we can just skip the fucka fananga tanga yeah. because it's like, but we'll just
1: jump straight in. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. and then
0: there's other people where I'm like, oh, okay, this process is gonna take four weeks
1: <laughs> or
2: years. Yeah, yeah.
0: five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's also a point where through that fucka tanga process, you can kind of like get to know who you can kind of let your um, guard down yeah. with and yep. who you maybe need to be a little bit more
2: reserved. Yeah. Well, and that that's going back to what we were talking about before we started recording was, was the, um, you know, space when I was not mentally well and, and who I opened up with and who mm. I didn't and how I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, perhaps it was a, a quick judgment, but you do get it. Like, you know, you reach a point and you kind of, you kinda trust your instinct. And, and, um, you know, our knowledgeable of, okay, nope, I don't mm. get a sense that this is somebody that I can trust right now. So yeah. I'm not going to go there with them. Whereas this one over here, Phew, yeah, I'll give it all. Here you go. <laughs> it's out all out on the table mm. and, and it's welcomed and it's safe. Mm. Um, and I think as human beings, we do develop that skill to hopefully, mm. um, I haven't always had that skill and I've shared inappropriate you know with the wrong not inappropriate it's not inappropriate to share and try to build trust but you know wasn't the right person or the right time with that person and you get hurt. And I think it's That wall gets even bigger and stronger.
1: Yeah. And I think it's actually okay to say, No, I don't feel safe to share that with you. Yep. And people on who are on the receiving end of that also need to give that person grace and be like Okay, yeah, cool. Like I don't have to be that for everybody. Yeah, and, and that's the key because
2: that's the only bit that you can control. You can't yeah. control if I share this with you. Mm. What you can control is that grace with which you engage with me. Mm. And and I do think that as human beings, that's where we tend to fall down because we want to be seen as that person that people can turn to and yeah. share with. And when we're not, and when we're explicitly told that we're not, that's you know it's a blow to our ego.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, right. Yeah, and
0: we all know that bloke. Uh, <laughs> just a just a little blow to the ego is like, all right. I need four weeks of mental health
1: mm. <laughs> for some
2: job. <jokes.
0: laughs> true, but true. Those that are fragile. <laughs> Connected. <laughs> all right. So, um, what us, um, what are some uh, topics that are in the far queue for you that you would like to bring to the front? <laughs> well, I, topics. I, that- I'm
1: sitting here whispering. I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be like.
0: Um, topics that you feel like society needs to to, to normalise or, or are not talking about or...
1: Oh, stop talking about American
2: bloody politics and that baboon. Um, yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, See, this is the funny part is the whole way through, I've never, like, I feel like, I never had that curiosity to ask you, especially because that one story you told me <laughs> of being like, "I don't know why people keep on asking me about Donald Trump," and I'm like, "Yeah, why would they ask you about that?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, topics. I don't know. It could be anything, like from your lived experience of like having walls or like
0: <laughs> mental health. Yeah. Mental wealth.
1: Oh. That's new. What
2: constitutes mental
0: wealth? Hmm. See, I haven't. I like to me mental like because I'm throw
2: phrases like that out there. You got to have a response. Oh (laughs) no, for
0: sure. Um. So for me, because I'm I'm deconstructing and dismantling a lot of my perceived um truths around what mental health is. Mm. To me, I'm trying to explore what mental wealth looks like without the conditioning structures that actually tried to teach me about what mental health is because yep. to me i feel mm. like it was really surface level of being like you're healthy and, and 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 happy when you've got you're eating the right foods and you're doing that and i'm like all of those things are, are good as well but i think what it, it taught me was that if i tick box this 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 and this and this and still felt like shit mm. i wasn't oh, okay yeah.
1: there's something wrong with you yeah yeah you need so, some western medication
0: well that as well yeah. but in my in my way I feel like mental wealth is such a subjective um, um like to, like topic but for me specifically I feel like it's just diving deeper into self and understanding how self operates within different like spaces and places yeah. mm. and if you don't like from like I guess going off what you're saying about diving into self um I think I discovered this year or last year that I'm actually more intelligent than I thought I was and understanding that has helped me and made me feel so much more i'd say anxious because i think someone with a stray, like with a strong courageous heart that exists in the current conditionings i'm an overcarer. like i overinvest and overcare mm-hmm. about everything that i want to put my investments into so i i don't plan for when people are going to exploit that
2: so if it's something that you want to put your emphasis in how is it over caring and over investing
0: oh no so for me I, I feel like I, I say that to try and explain it to everyone else that that's what it looks like when I'm loving and caring mm-hmm. but um, to me it's just normal it's...
2: that give me their name I'll go <laughs> take care of them <laughs>
0: You know, you know. <laughs> but yes, so I guess in a way, um, going back to the, uh, to, to, to the original question, is there any topics that you would like to be outlayed? Well, more, you'd want to hear more information around, given your current curiosities in life?
2: I don't know how to phrase it or frame it, but a I, corridor uh, that I think I would like to hear more of is, is just around how we stop making assumptions about people and becoming a little bit more aware of that so ties into unconscious bias but it's not just that it's actually um explicit bias as well of i see this person and so i Mm -hmm. immediately think this or pigeonhole them in this way or, or another um and that's really dangerous and it's not fair to people and it doesn't yeah it doesn't actually um provide an opportunity for authentic engagement
0: and is that tied into projecting as well?
2: Possibly. Mm. I, w- tell me more what you mean.
0: Because like, I, I think like relying on my own intelligence, I go into different meetings and hui's, and I'm like, oh, snap, this person's really projecting their own lived experience and assuming that that's normal for everyone mm-hmm. and then telling yeah. telling like yeah. hey we shouldn't be approaching this 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 issue or this topic or this area like this because from my lived experience this is what happened and i'm like but how will that happen again you know if we've got a new team new people new fresh and a new idea new innovative way to tackle the problem i don't understand that and like for me i'm starting to hear that with the people that are around me as well where i'm like oh no that was your that was you <laughs> that yeah. was that was you that had nothing to do with me, but then, and and it's, and it's kind of tying back to what I was saying before. I don't know how to give people the grace when I can hear that they're projecting, mm. and I, I I think what I do then is just be silent and tap out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, <laughs>
2: whereas you know me well enough, where that's that's when I dig in. <laughs> So tell me, tell me more about that, your perspective. How do you know, um, and quite quite regularly, you know, I, there, there are tools that I use in in my coaching world that I try to expose people to. And it is around just everything is actually about raising your own self-awareness of how did I draw this conclusion? What facts did I base that on? Where's Mm -hmm. the evidence to support that? Okay. So here's my pool of 10 facts. And I chose this one thing. And based on this thing that happened to me 10 years ago, that was kind of similar, that's what I did then. So this is what I'm going to do now. You know, like we have that's human behavior. And we do that. and We have to learn to recognize it and break that cycle. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it is the same thing with with unconscious bias. And it's just becoming aware of it. And bias is fine mm. and telling people that that's how the brain works. And it's OK because your brain is looking for shortcuts all the time. And that's bias. Boom. But it's the 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 stopping and checking sometimes of why do I think that? What makes me think that way about this person or this situation? And um, just learning to slow the hell down a little bit about our thought process.
1: Yeah. Someone who came through, sorry, I don't remember who you are, um, said that the first thought is our conditioned thought. And then our second thought is our actual thought. So like when you have, when something happens, your initial thought is what we've been conditioned Mm -hmm. by society to think but then, if we just wait that little bit longer for that second thought to come through, that's actually who we. it's how we're perceiving it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm.
0: Yeah. Like for some people, third, fourth, fifth. <laughs> <seven>. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on okay. still waiting I'm, for that
2: wait. thought. To come out. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm like, I need. I need to count my personalities and then <laughs> count their conditionings and then catch me.
2: See, <laughs> how can we reframe that? It's one personality with beautiful different points of view. Yeah,
0: and I'm 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 at that phase of trying to discover who she is. <laughs> yeah, because I don't I don't know I, I don't know what her, her name all. is I don't know what it is. But everyone's been like, um, who is this? Cool? Well, two people by everyone, two two people, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> two people have said, um, there's this queendom, there's this queen, and I'm like this.
2: Queen Patricia's got a good ring too.
0: <laughs> okay. um, impact deadly not just...
2: whoa <laughs> off, with your head, off with your head off with
0: your head
1: great
0: no okay so last question for you make it an easy one <laughs> <laughs> what makes Patricia happy
2: oh jeepers not uh, it doesn't take much um
0: <sighs> give us the ingredients top five uh,
2: Beautiful sunny day. My dog swimming and running on the beach. My cat beating my dog up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, yes, this just doesn't <laughs> <laughs> just
2: never stops to crack me up. Um, music mm. and and yeah, like wonderful people who are willing to engage and have a lovely, genuine
0: Yeah. That's us. Love <laughs> you. And she's A like, she's like, here. no, it's it's not Save you guys. Save
2: the best for last. <laughs> I'm gonna go see them now. <laughs> oh,
1: rude. Fair uh, point.
0: <laughs> all right. And if people wanted to plug in with you because they relate with your Tala how can they reach to? You? How can they reach you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Perfect. And it's just your name. Yeah. Okay. I'll, we'll we'll have that at the bottom as well as you can follow us on the Fuck You Podcast.
1: On fuck Instagram. You. On Instagram. On that
0: Insta thing. Oh yeah, mm. and Facebook sorry, we're on Facebook family as well. Fuck you. we are just the fuck you on Facebook, so. Yeah. Um catch us on that as well. And uh yes, can you help us uh outro? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, everyone, <laughs> tell
1: See you later. Kiota. Have
0: a uranus day. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> I know you can cut it. I'm not. <laughs>